smart goals, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Seems fabulous, right? At least on paper. Maybe that's why we only tend to see it in self-help books and corporate meetings with glazed donuts and glazed eyeballs. In this episode, Dr. Cashew takes a look at the dumb side of smart goals, and the one thing you can do that will actually get you closer to what you want. Roll the intro! Good morning! Good day, everybody! And welcome to today's episode of <sighs> Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, with my very delicious tea-based coffee substitute. We're going to be talking some shop today. Lots of angry, violent things to cover today. I'm so super excited. We, today, are going to be discussing the G word, goals. And I do have a confession to make, and I will get into that confession in a second, even though the title of this gives it away. Okay, we'll get there. Give me a moment. Thank you. Uh, when, uh, when we think of making progress, when we think of making progress, what is the first thing that people do? Other than making noises like Pee Wee Herman, everybody needs goals, 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 I guess. However, for these goals to work, the conventional wisdom states these goals must be smart, must be smart. Uh, and that is a very commonly held belief and for very good reason, okay? So you set goals, you strive to reach them using the SMART method or something like it, okay? And uh, here's, here's the definition of that belief model. So here's some trivia according to the Wikipedias. Right, Kale? I like my shop. <laughs> here's, here's some trivia according to the Wikipedias. The most, most common goal format that we see today and, and modest variations thereof was created in Spokane, Washington around 81 by George T. Duran. Hopefully I'm saying that correct. Uh, he was a consultant and former director of the corporate planning for Washington Water and Power Company. And he published a paper titled, There's a Smart Way to Write Management's Goals and Objectives. Thusly, SMART was born and S-M-A-R-T was an acronym. Now this is important, okay? SMART goals stand for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and here's the kicker. They are designed to communicate management's expectations to subordinates for operational objectives with a single outcome. That's a mouthful, but that's the way she goes. So keep that in mind. Okay. In other words, smart goals or the, the colloquially, referred, colloquially referred to smart construct for setting and reaching goals works best when it's a way to set benchmarks for improved performance and for processes that have already been developed, debugged and optimized and occurring in a relatively controlled environment. Meaning this was meant for boring bureaucratic meetings with glazed donuts and glazed eyeballs. Cogs in a machine, okay? Here's the corporate bureaucratic interpretation of the SMART acronym, uh, the way it was meant to be used. Mrs. Cashy helped me describe this with language completely free of F-bombs flailing and office kung fu. So thank her for that. Uh, she is respected in the realm of learning management systems and human resources management and was high up in a little known company called Wendy's, okay? So yes, even Dr. Cashy consults experts. I married one. I highly suggest it. It's very convenient. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to smart stuff. All right. So S specific, there's a crystal clear task that needs doing and it needs a team of people, right? Cause this is about management M measurable. Is there a way to quantify if employees are getting closer to task completion? A attainable is everybody on the same page about what their job is and what it means. 
R, realistic. Do all the employees know what to look for to see if they're doing a good job? And T, time bound, a specification of when the task should be completed. Granted, the self-help crowd saw this and started foaming at the mouth with insatiable lust. These raging goal erections were everywhere for the last but 40 years now, right? The goals became the new deity to worship. People refused to shut up about them. All right? It just makes so much darn sense, though. And has since been perverted to reasonable sounding schematic for accomplishment. What do I want to do? Can I tell if I'm getting closer? Do I have the potential? If I have the potential, do I have the time and resources to make it happen? How long do I want it to take? Great, right? Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. It also makes perfect sense that the, that the, that the Earth revolves around the sun, okay? Uh, <laughs> it also makes perfect sense that the planets revolve around the sun in a circle, but right? No, it's a freaking oval. All right, anyway, moving on. So here's, here's I'm going to start to break this down a little bit in a hopefully less violent way. So here's my confession, everybody. I hate goals. So many spitty noises, okay? Or at the very least, I hate what goals and goal setting have come to be and mean. Which, quite frankly, in my personal, professional, clinical, and academic experiences and research mean just about nothing, or at least nothing actionable, to about 70% of people. So it's enough people to address, okay? Uh, banner blindness, they're sick of seeing it. Poor execution, sick of falling short of them because they suck and they're arbitrary and they make no sense or they're senseless. Uh, attentional bias, they're sick of hearing about it, okay? Goals, goals, goals. Shut up with this pie in the sky BS. How about we actually get some stuff done by, I don't know, solving real world problems. Instead of striving towards what is now pie in the sky nonsense, let's solve some problems instead. So instead of having a goal to reach and striving and all, I just like, think about a problem. Let's solve, let's solve some problems instead of reaching goals. So this is what I'm gonna dig into a little bit. Okay, I do have amazing news. I do have one thing that works way better in real life and I'm gonna break down why I think, why I think problem solving as a framework, as a framework is far more efficacious approach than goal setting in the real world, okay? Your world where you're trying to get better at something, improve who you are, what you can do in your view of the world, it all culminates to a simple question, which I'll explain by virtue of this rant, okay? Like many interventions of this type, typical goal-setting frameworks are black and white models in a world full of gray. Taking a closer, more critical look, the only things you can confidently speak to are in the SMART model are specificity. Do I want to do this thing? Yes, this is a thing I want. Attainability, is there at least a chance this thing can happen? Yes, there's a chance, congratulations. And three, measurable, am I getting closer? Granted, even the amount you're getting closer is up for debate. In truth, the most accurate statement you can make is that you've made a change, you've made a change in the direction you like. The quantification of that change even still is up for debate and perspective in many circumstances. That's it, three out of five is all you get. Thankfully, it's plenty, thankfully it's plenty. Think about getting better, think about getting better at a skill or changing your physiology, or changing how your brain works, you know, real life stuff. Are you able to tell definitively if you have the time and the resources to make it happen? No! <laughs> when it comes to changing how your brain works, how your body works, or learning new things, your resources are mostly spent in the form of creativity, attention, hardiness, tenacity, resilience. In other words, these things have a tremendous and variable cognitive load. Not only are these resources impossible to reasonably quantify, they are changing on, for the sake of conversation, they're changing on an hourly basis. <laughs> In other words, real life affects how you think, feel, and behave. 
And if one of those things is out of whack, then the other two burn out with a quickness. Something that is realistic right now can very well be or feel ridiculous some other time. The equal opposite is true. Something that feels ridiculous right now could very well seem realistic some other time. This is 100% normal and perfectly fine to embrace. Can you honest to goodness put a timeline on mastering a skill or subject, changing how your brain works, or manipulating your body chemistry? No! People try it, and I see the, mess the messy results of utterly smashing that square peg in a round hole every day. Getting the perfect body by Y date, getting X faster or Y stronger by Z date. If I accomplish X by Y date, then I will be happy. Danger zone, huh? Completely off alcohol in X months. Maybe this gives you a, a new perspective on, on why there's a 12-step program instead of a 12-week program for things like alcoholism, narcotics use, and things of that nature, okay? Real-world situations involving how you learn new things, gain mastery over yourself, change your body and your brain, it's impossible to put a timeline on that. And if you try, a lot of cognitive dysfunction ensues. It's bad for your mental health. <laughs> at best, you can only tell if there is a change at all. And sometimes, there are milestones that give you a general idea of where you're at, okay? However, Establishing a common language is important. This is why I sprinkle the word goal into my vernacular sparingly. Everyone knows deep down that accounting for all the variables is impossible, okay? But, big but, okay, big but. I, I'm confident I have enough real world experience with some otherwise tough to put a timeline on goals that I can use some internal fudge factors to combine a perfect world scenario with real world results. Even then, it's still an informed guess. Right? Even if I'm damn good at informed guessing, it's still guessing. And that's okay, you gotta start somewhere. But that's the disclaimer, right? Smart goals consider everything as a single set of operational goals to accomplish X one time. X by Y. And if you approach goals that you and I want to accomplish as an operation, a short task list, checking off boxes per unit time, then you're discounting, I don't know, everything that happens in real life. If you're building an operational goal, the, the, the point is to accomplish something one time, which is fine in a bureaucratic and or corporate environment. The specific set of IKEA instructions and apparatus to help us achieve full build represent a perfect world scenario in which to apply to our own lives. Okay? In context here, where you want to be is more complicated than putting together a piece of IKEA furniture. You have dreams, you have deficits, you have aspirations, you have perspirations. You want to, at times, do things that make your life worse, even if you know it does, and sometimes you do it. You want to make your life better. Ultimately, you change how much you learn, what you can do, how you perform, and how you look forever. You want to change those things forever. So here's what I am, I'm proposing here. The only way to make permanent changes like this is to change the way you approach your decision-making process. How you make decisions versus what is the end result, okay? The result of your decisions is what determines if you maintain your problems, make your problems worse, or solve your problems. I like to describe this in biological terms because, you know, I have to justify my fancy book learning. Uh, striving towards a goal is only useful insofar as your ability to deal with the problems along the way. Every time you hit a problem, progress will temporarily stop, and you must solve that problem before you continue progressing. So when, when plotted out, this can be loosely viewed as, as a punctuated equilibrium. And I'll show you a picture of this in a second. You continue on your path until there is a pause. Now in biology, these pauses are extremely long, millions of years. In real life situations, these pauses vary between milliseconds and years. 
And during that pause, you have to assess the situation and make a decision. The result of that decision, you guessed it, determines if you maintain your problem, make it worse, or solve it. And so here's my pictographic representation of my punctuated equilibrium. Okay, well, this looks interesting. So if you have progress over time, this is green, so now there's magic stuff, I'll point it out, it's okay. If progress is up and down and time is left and right, okay, y and x respectively, then what ends up happening is that you make progress, 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 okay? And then here, oh, hit a problem. Now I have to make a decision. Well, the decision I made maintained my problem, and so therefore my progress was stalled, okay? Now you move along here, this arrow here. All right, I hit another snag. Now the decision I made solved my problem, and I continued progressing. Oh, here, I hit another snag. There's a problem to solve. The decision I made backtracked my progress. Right? And so when you combine all three of these scenarios, that is why progress looks like a sawtooth graph in a lot of circumstances. Because you have a problem solution inset on your open to goal continuum. Every time you hit a snag, there's a problem solution inset there. And the decision you make takes you one of three paths, makes it better, makes it worse, or keeps it the same. And that is how this ends up getting represented. When mastery over time becomes a sawtooth graph. I hope that makes sense. You have, to, you have punctuated equilibrium points where you'll make progress until, and that until is where you make a decision, okay? <clears throat> so in the open to goal framework, you have the assumption that your final goal may, may evolve, all right? Because you end up changing too. <laughs> you end up changing too. And therefore, the, the model is broken down into problem-solution milestones instead of an open-to-goal format like this means-to-an-end stuff. Because the end is always changing in some way, shape, or form, in here or in actuality. And through achievement of each problem, the solution milestone, you establish thoughts, behaviors, and feelings that bring you closer and closer to not only accomplishing one thing, but maintaining progress for longer. Okay? So that's what it looks like in action, right? So, Let's, give, let's, let's make this a little bit actionable in terms of something you can do tactically. So what is, what is this one thing you can do to simplify all this goal nonsense and free yourself from the burden of bombastic bureaucrats? You gotta describe qualitatively the result of the decision you're about to make. So here's, here's how that looks. Will this decision pull me closer to where I want to be or will this decision push me further away? That's it. You can make things far more articulate and pedantic than this, but I agree, or I think, for everyday situations at least, you know, the everyday problems that need solving, the real things that keep you from progressing, this will free up enough time and free, en free up enough mental energy to make dramatic strides in your journey to mastery, building a business, self-control, weight loss, etc. Is your next decision pulling you closer to where you want to be, or is that next decision pushing you further away? And when you start thinking in these terms, you start, you start accumulating all of these decisions that pull you closer. And then, my friends, the finish line ends up coming to you. So that is today's rant, my confession that I absolutely cannot stand goals and what they have become. I hope you find some value in that. Remember, the one thing that you can do is ask the question, will this get me closer to where I want to be or further away? And let that weight come right off of your shoulders. Everything is much simpler, right? That is it for today. I am Dr. Trevor Cashy. I love you all. I will see you again very soon. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashy? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated.
Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out!